Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so glad that we can spend time together. To study the Bible, and we want to find out the calling of our life. This series of teaching is called "Discovering My Calling." Let us pray, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you will teach us, you will guide us, and show us your way, Lord. We come to you by faith and in humility, and we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will guide us and show us your way, Lord. We want to discover our calling and our life of service, our ministry, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Please teach us, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. This is the fifth lesson of this series. In this teaching, I would like to talk about spiritual gifts. What the Bible says about the spiritual gift. I would like to give you a condensed overview. Concerning the spiritual gift of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, because I need to talk about so many things concerning the calling of our life. Therefore, I would not be able to go into detail of each spiritual gift. First Corinthians chapter twelve verse one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. The Bible says that. We should not be ignorant of spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift is a supernatural, God-given ability, given by the Holy Spirit to every born-again Christian at the time of his or her conversion, and is given to be used to serve, to minister to others, and therefore to build up the. Local church or the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. A lot of Christians are ignorant of spiritual gifts, and the best way to learn about spiritual gifts is to get involved in ministry. As you get involved in a ministry, you will find out what you are gifted at. You are not going to discover your gift by just reading a list of spiritual gifts. A list. Just give you an overview of what the gifts are, but when you get involved in the ministry in your local church, you will have a better understanding of what your gifts are. Spiritual gifts are supernatural abilities. They are different from talents or natural abilities. Every Christian has at least one spiritual gift or one manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Once you get it, you get it. A lot of people do not know their gifts. You have got at least one gift, and you should unwrap it, and discover it, and you should use it or exercise it and develop it. When you initially physically born, you did not know that you had five physical senses: hearing, feeling, taste, vision, and smell. But when you grow up, You can figure it out that you have an ability to smell, to hear, to feel, to see, and to taste. You have got it from birth, but you know about the physical senses when you are more mature. This principle is applied to spiritual gift as well. We should know how to discover our spiritual gift. First of all. We need to study about spiritual gifts to understand how each gift works. Number two, we try them out. We experiment the spiritual gift with different areas of ministry and service. You find your spiritual gift by experimenting different areas of service. For example, you may try out to be a small group leader. And you may find out that people respond to you, and you feel good about it. You 
have the fulfillment in your heart when you take care of people, then you know that you have the gift of leadership and some pastoral gift. You may find out that to be a pastor is for you, or it's not for you. It is good to find it out as soon as possible. You try different ministry until you find your calling and your gift and your ministry. So you study it, you tried it, you get involved in a ministry. Another one, you analyze it. After you serve the Lord in certain ministries, you start to pray and seek the Lord's wisdom and analyze by the leading of the Holy Spirit whether that ministry or using a gift is really for you or not. Another way to discover your gifts is to notice requests and responses from other believers. You can ask other believers, "What gifts have you seen in me?" Many times we are blind in the areas that we are good at. If we are a leader, we do not need to be elected. Our gift of leadership will show up, and people can notice it. People will follow us. We do not need to tell people to follow us. If we think we are a leader, but no one follow us, we are not. So you can see the result of the gift. You can see the responses of other people. In New Hope International Church, we do not elect or vote for leadership. The leaders in the church just rise up naturally and supernaturally to the top, because their gifts manifest to other people, and people follow them in a natural way. If you are a leader, people are going to naturally follow you. You do not have to tell anyone that you are a leader. People will say, "I like the way he serves God. I want to get on board with him. I see God's hand upon his life." My brothers and sisters, we just get involved and notice people respond and ask people for their observation. Not only that, we should get. Involved in the leadership training or the ministry training program in the church, we should get involved. We should allow other leaders in different ministry to train us. We should join the class, and if you want to know that we can get involved in the worship ministry, you go to their worships, practice, observe, and watch and learn. If you want to get involved in the evangelism ministry, you just join the evangelism ministry and go out on the street and get involved in the evangelistic program, and you will find out that you are gifted in certain areas or not. Three ways God wants you to use your gift: you have gifts or manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and you can use. The gifts that God has given to you through three ways. Number one, through ongoing ministry. The church have different ministries, ongoing ministries, or departments. So you join into each ministry, whatever the Lord leads you. Number two, through short-term projects, maybe a mission project, maybe uh, setting up. The yearly church camp, so you get involved in the opening ceremony, or a fun game of the camp, is a short-term project of that year. Or number three, through spontaneous situations. For example, a member in the church would like to move from one house to another house, and he needs some helps to move the stuff from his house to another house. That is a spontaneous situation, and you say, "Let me get involved. Let me help you." When you get there, you will find out what kind of gifts you have. I always give this example: if you sit outside the group of Christians, you will never find out your gift. But if you stand together, for example, five people stand together in a room 
to fellowship and to serve God. And somebody dropped a glass of water on the ground, and that glass broke. Mr. A, who has the gift of serving, will run to find the vacuum cleaner. Mr. B, who has the gift of encouragement, will talk to the brother who dropped the glass. Oh, don't worry. It will be okay. We love you. Don't feel bad. You're going to get another glass of water. Mr. C, who has the gift of giving, will say that, Oh, I will go out and buy another cup of coffee for you right now. Mr. D, who has the gift of teaching, will say, You know, from now on, you should hold a glass this way. You say, when you are involved, you are in the fellowship, you go to church, you get involved, you will discover your gift. It is easier to discover your gift through ministry than to discover your ministry through your gift. You get involved and you discover your gift. Let us talk about the spiritual gifts mentioned in the Bible. The Bible does not lock us into tight restrictions as to the number of spiritual gifts we have or even their definitions. Again, I like the words manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I have the gift of pastoring and teaching, but sometime at the time of the need of somebody, the manifestation of healing can work through me. Even though I may not have constant manifestation of healing, but I am willing and available for the Lord to use me, and somebody needs healing. So the manifestation or the gift of healing may manifest through me. You see, you cannot put God in the box. God can use you. God can manifest through you. The Holy Spirit can manifest His power through you. To meet somebody needs and to build the church of God. Definitely, you have a constant gift that you get involved in your primary ministry. There are four major lists of gifts found in the Bible. In the Book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 3 to 8, 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 1 to 11, verses 27 to 31, and Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 11 to 12. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. But there are other passages that mention or illustrate spiritual gifts that are not included in this list. All gifts are given to help the church fulfill its purposes and to build the kingdom of God. So we have categorized this list of gifts according to the four purposes. Remember this, you can have many gifts. You should not limit God. You should be available, surrendering, and flowing with the Holy Spirit. These are four important purposes of God's church. Number one, celebrate God's presence or worship. Number two, demonstrate God's love and His power, which means to do the ministry. Celebrate God's presence, worship. Demonstrate God's love and His power to do ministry. Three, educate God's disciple or God's children, or we call discipleship. Number four, communicate God's word, or we call evangelism. Everything we do in our church will fulfill these four purposes. The gifts of the Spirit are given to fulfill these biblical purposes. The gifts recorded in the New Testament are exemplary, not exhaustive. You will learn spiritual gifts in detail in other classes concerning the Holy Spirit and His gift. But in this teaching, we're going to give you an overview of the gift. Gifts that communicate God's word. Let's look at that. Communicate God's word to both unbelievers and believers. 
The first gift is the gift of preaching. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The gift of preaching. Not everybody has the gift of preaching the word of God. Matthew 10, 7 say, And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 10, The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright words of truth. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. All these scriptures talk about the gift of preaching. The gift of preaching is a supernatural ability or a manifestation of the Holy Spirit to publicly communicate God's word in an inspired way that convinces unbelievers and both challenges and comforts believers. You can see that some people are able to preach the word of God and encourage people to follow the word and to have faith in the ability of God. This supernatural ability is given by the Holy Spirit to persuasively declare God's will to mankind. It is a public gift this gift is used in the public meeting. People who have this gift are very obvious. Some are anointed to preach the word. The life of a good preacher must be consistent with his messages. Oftentimes, he is willing to stand alone for what is right. I remember when I started to preach about the fire of God. Wow, I lost many pastor's friend. So many people thought that I was wrong. But many years have gone by, I still experience the fire of God. And I can see the reality of the fire of God. But at the beginning, when I started to preach about the fire of God, so many people reject me and walk away from me. But I was willing to stand alone for what is right in the scripture and by my experience. A good preacher stands up for the right thing, whether others agree or not. The gift of preaching. Number two, the gift of prophecy. We're talking about speak the word of God to other people. Prophecy is inspired utterance, bubbling forth out of your spirit or your belly from inside here to bless other people. The gift of prophecy is speaking under the direct supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit. We need to be careful not to use our own mind or our own ability to speak words of prophecy. The words of prophecy must come from the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Therefore, Christians who have the gift of prophecy become God's mouthpiece to verbalize his words as the spirit directs, enables, and as the spirit wills. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirit. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. The gift of prophecy is mentioned in the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 here. Say that prophecy does three things. Not to condemn, not to judge, not to give people a hard time, not to belittle people or put people down. The gift of prophecy is used to build up 
fire up and hold his people up. It is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Some messages are for edification, and they build up. Some are for exhortation; they fire up. Some messages are for comfort; they hold up. Okay, the gift of preaching, the gift of prophecy. Another gift, the gift of different kinds of tongues. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse ten. To another. The working of miracle to another prophecy to another discerning of spirit and to another different kinds of tongues. The gift of speaking in tongues is a supernatural ability given by God to utter languages, whether angelic or human, previously unknown to the person, and there must be an interpretation so that other believers will understand and be edified. This is not a personal prayer language or the sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yes, every believer should obey the command of Jesus Christ to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, and speak in other tongues. And after that, every believer should use tongue language, the angelic language, to have a personal. Pray language to pray in tongue, in a personal level, but some believers have the gift of speaking in tongue as prophecy in the public meeting. That kind of gift must be followed by the gift of interpretation of tongues, which is mentioned in First Corinthians chapter twelve verse ten again. Interpretation of tongues in the public meetings. Or in the gathering time, the Bible say to another the interpretation of tongues in First Corinthians chapter twelve verse ten. Interpretation of tongues is a supernatural ability to interpret the gift of tongues without any previous understanding of such a message. We should ask God for that gift as well. Another kind of gift is the gift of evangelism. You need to understand that there are believers who were called to be evangelists. The evangelist is the leader in the church who train other people to evangelize and lead people to evangelize and get a lot of people saved. There are leaders or the fivefold ministry gifts, but God also gives some believers the supernatural ability. To communicate the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to unbelievers in a positive and non-threatening way, these believers have the gift of evangelism. In New Hope International Church, we have quite a few people who is very good in evangelism, but they are not leaders in the church. They don't teach people how to evangelize, but they can tell people about the love of Jesus. And bring so many people to church. This supernatural ability is given to some believers to sense opportunities to share Christ and lead people to respond with faith. I give you example in Acts chapter eight, twenty-six to forty. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, "Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert." So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, "Now Philip." Was anointed to evangelize. Now, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, "Do you understand what you are reading?" And he said, "How can I, unless someone guides me?" And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this: He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. 
and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. You can see this, that God gave the supernatural ability to Philip to evangelize. People who have the gift of evangelism are very sensitive to how the unchurched people feel. They always look for opportunities to share Christ and His love. They tend to change a conversation to the spiritual side. They have Christ's love and a desire to see unbelievers saved. This gift can be used in many different ways. You may have a gift of evangelism, but your personality is introverted. You have a real heart to share Christ with other people. The way you share Christ must be consistent with your personality. For example, you may not speak very well, but you have the heart desire to see people saved. So what you do, you invite a lot of friends to your house, and you cook good food and feed them dinner. And after that, you may share your testimony, or you turn on the movie, such as a movie Jesus Christ, and let your friend watch the movie. That's how I evangelized when I first became a Christian. I have not been so-called evangelist, but I love to evangelize. I am not good at speaking in front of public for evangelism. Therefore, I and my wife invited friends to come to our house, feed them dinner, and then we turned on the movie Jesus, and our friend accepted Jesus Christ. And that's how my sister got saved. Another gift, the gift of doing missions. This is a supernatural ability to adapt to a different culture in order to reach unbelievers and help believers from that culture. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews, to those who are under the law as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law, to those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do, for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. You can see here that Paul had the gift of missions. He was able to reach out to people of different kinds, different cultures and backgrounds. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 to 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul 
for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Paul has the gift of mission. A person with this gift has an ability to adapt himself to many cultures. He can relate to people of different cultures. The church in Antioch recognized this gift in Paul. They sent him out. By the way, you do not have to go overseas to exercise this gift. In America, we have students from many nations in each city. Leaders of the world come to the U.S. to study. It is much cheaper and more effective to reach international students while they are here in the U.S. to study than when they go back to their own country. After they get saved, they get trained in your church, they become leaders, and they can go back to their own countries and start to serve the Lord there. This is how I minister to the Thai student here and some international student. They went back home and they become leaders in the local church there. People with this gift have a strong desire to see the Great Commission fulfilled. They have a passion for the nations. They may have a heart for certain groups of people. They may love the Spanish, or they may have a heart for the Indonesian, or they may have a heart for the Chinese. God has calling and passion in their heart for a specific group of people. Another gift that share the Word of God or spread the Word of God is the gift of apostles. Romans chapter 15, verse 20. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. Paul said that he has a gift of an apostle and he wants to go out to preach Christ and the Word in different cities, especially where the gospel had never been preached before. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, And he himself, means Jesus himself, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Apostles are gifted by the Holy Spirit, sent by Jesus into the church. They have the supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to start and plant churches and oversee the development of those churches and lay down foundation and train spiritual children to rise up to be leaders in the local church. We call apostles today church planters. They start a church from scratch. They were trained in the local church to be leader, pastor, teacher in the local church, and they become like a spiritual father and sent out to different cities to train new converts and to train new believers to serve the Lord and lay down foundation in those new planted churches. They are willing to take risks and try new things. They like to pioneer. They can plant churches out of nothing. So that is the gift of apostles. Now, let's look at gifts that educate God's people. Or training people. The gift of teaching and teachers. This is a supernatural ability to educate God's people by clearly explaining and applying the Bible in a way that causes them to learn. The ability to equip and train other believers for ministry. Christians with this gift can communicate Bible truths in an understandable manner. The gift of teaching can be with different believers. They can teach the word in the meeting. But teachers are a part of a five-fold ministry gift. They are leaders in the church who train others to be teachers, who train other to people to use the gift of teaching. They are leaders in the church. So teaching is a gift. Teacher a person, a Christians who are leaders. It's in the fivefold ministry gift in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 10 to 13. 
teachers can write a lesson. But some believers are gifted in teaching, even though they are not leaders in the body of Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 7, talk about the gift of teaching here. Oh, ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13, talk about the leadership. And one of the leaders in the body of Christ or the church is teacher. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Teachers are leaders in the church. Teaching is a gift. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach. Pastor or bishop should be able to teach the Word of God. People who have the gift of teaching can hold the audience attention. When you listen to them, your mind and attention will be with them. Many of us have this gift, but it is in seed form. You may not realize that you have the gift of teaching. You will develop it by getting involved in a care group, a small group, or in a ministry. This gift is a gift that you need to develop. But teachers, the leaders, are usually systematic in their teaching. They usually think in an organized way. They produce lessons in an organized way. Those are teachers. The next gift, the gift of encouragement and exhortation. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. The supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to motivate God's people to apply and to act on biblical principle, especially when they are discouraged or wavering in their faith. The gift of encouragement is a supernatural ability to bring out the best in others and challenge them to develop their potential, to serve God, to obey God, and to walk with God to the end. Teachers usually focus on the content of the text of the Bible, or the story of the Bible. But people with the gift of exhortation focus on the principle or the application of the text or of the Bible. They would say this way, there are principles that will change your life. Please go on, serve God, follow God, practice what you learn, and you're going to see the result. You're going to be the head, not the tail. The favor of God is going to be upon you. They exhort you, they encourage you to practice what you learn. They are usually positive Christians. They are able to make suggestions. They are inspirational and motivational. Some pastor and preacher have this gift in their preaching. So if you notice, their preaching is very inspirational and motivational because they have the mixed gift of pastor, teacher, and exhortation. People with the gift of exhortation can visualize the good qualities of other Christians. They can bring out the best of people. They can be great counselor. Exhortation can be used in a public form as a preacher or teacher on the pulpit or in the meeting. They may have a role of teaching without having the gift of teaching. They 
just encourage people from the pulpit or from the microphone. It can be used also on a one-on-one situation. It can be used in the ministry of being a care group leader as well. Let's look at the next gift, the gift of word of wisdom. First Corinthians chapter two, verse one, and verses six to sixteen. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. However, we speak. Wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God, in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified. The Lord of Glory, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man? Except the spirit of the man which is in him, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritually judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of wisdom is the supernatural ability to understand God's perspective, ways, and idea or life situation, and share those insights, understandings, and wisdom in a simple, understandable way. Words of wisdom, this gift, is a supernatural ability to explain what to do. When to do, how to do, it is a supernatural ability suddenly given by God to certain believers in a specific situation to speak appropriate words of wisdom, which will solve problems of others. Some people may get insight through a relationship. They're smart. They observe. They can observe what's going on, and they can tell that there is a hidden agenda. And through the observation and relationship, they may be able to tell a person feeling in a situation. But Christians with the gift of words of wisdom have supernatural ability to solve a problem by God's wisdom. They have a tendency to memorize scripture. They like to share God's word. They understand God's principle and God's word. They are unusually. Patient with people, they understand the way of God, and they are good mediators in conflict. They emphasize practical application on the Word of God. When somebody come to them with a difficult question, suddenly and supernaturally, they receive words of wisdom, and share the words of wisdom from the Holy Spirit to resolve the problem for another person. Another gift. The gift of discerning of spirits, First Corinthians chapter twelve verse ten. To another, the workings of miracle; to another, prophecy; to another, discerning of spirits. This is also the gift as well. First John chapter four verses one to six. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits 
whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than. He who is in the world, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The gift of discerning of spirit is a supernatural ability to distinguish right. From wrong, truth from error, and to give an immediate evaluation of what's going on based on God's word and by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural ability to discern whether the source of an experience, or an action, a word, or anything that's happening through a person is from Satan. Or from human spirit, or from demons, or from the Holy Spirit. This gift is needed in the Church of God today, because there are many false teachings, many false prophets and ideas around the world right now. We are living in the time of media. People can get into the computer, into the website. And they can listen to the wrong teaching. False teacher will try to produce a lot of teachings in the internet. This gift protects the church from getting off from the truth. Besides operating under anointing of the Holy Spirit, you need to know the Word of God. Those people who have this gift must know the Word and stand with the Word of God, with the truth, without compromise. Another gift. The gift of word of knowledge, First Corinthians chapter twelve verse eight. To one that is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. The gift of word of knowledge is a supernatural ability to speak words which reveal a portion. No one know everything except God, so God give you a portion. Of God's knowledge in such a way that it will help other people or the church. I give you example. One time, a young lady came to me in my clinic, asked me evaluate her headache. I was getting her history, doing the physical examination, and suddenly God gave me the word of knowledge that her headache did not come from the physical illness. But she had bitterness against her father. So I told this non-Christian young lady, Miss So and So, God told me that your headache, that bothered you so many years, came from your broken relationship with your father. Her eyes opened wide and say, "How do you know that?" I say, "God told me," and she admit that she had the problem with her father. She repented and she gave her life to Jesus Christ, and her headache went away. I did not know her before. I met her the first time, but God gave me words of knowledge. Sometimes you may walk to somebody and you, the word of knowledge come to you and say, "God told me that you have back pain. Can I pray for you?" That person will be surprised. How do you know that he or she has a back pain? But God. Told you, and you use that gift to save soul, to encourage people, and to help people. We're gonna learn about the gift of the Holy Spirit again next time. We're gonna learn little by little. I'm giving you an overview of the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm not gonna talk about 
each gift in detail, and I believe that this teaching will help you to discover your spiritual gift. Father, thank you so much for teaching us the truth from the Bible. Help us, Lord, to understand and to discover the spiritual gifts in our own life and in the life of our brother and sister in the church. Lord, we need your revelation. We need your help. Give us the zeal and the desire to get involved in the ministry in our local church, Lord. Lord, touch the heart of your people who are listening to this teaching, Lord. We thank you, Father. Bless them, anoint them, use them, give them grace, give them revelation and understanding, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next teaching and in the previous four teachings as well. If you haven't listened to the previous four teachings, thank you so much. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.